Hello everyone, this is Andrew Kohinka, and you are listening to the 8th episode of Can You Colloquy? Featured on this episode is Sonic Halls, a solo project and brainchild of Florida-born, Georgia-raised Marco Estorino. He's a big fan of the sugary, the spicy, and anything nice. Uh, And he showcases this on his latest uh, single release, Lemon Zest. Just released this month at the top of April. So check it out. It's on all streaming platforms. And the single release prior to that was Say Your Name. Uh, Both very in-your-face, guitar-oriented pop rock. Uh, I wouldn't go so far as to say arena or or anthem anthem type pop rock but definitely in that vein of uh, bouncy guitars chunky riffs and uh very melodic vocals so they actually kind of almost reminiscent of the uh the impression blue age left on me uh, sonic halls i found was another unique uh pop artist uh not afraid to uh not afraid to wear his inspirations on his sleeve. You know, uh, one of his favorites being uh, uh, One Direction. We talk about them briefly during the, the episode. Uh, he can play, or w- at one point could play. He's still convinced, and I believe him to my very core, that he can still play every every uh, song on... Uh, I, I want to say it was their entire discography he learned. You'll find out. You'll find out in the episode, which will be coming up any any second now. It's what I do. I ramble. I talk to myself at all hours of the night. Been talking about doing this for a while. I can't believe I'm eight episodes deep uh, on this. You know, it was... It was uh, it was almost like a fever dream. It was a fever dream for the longest time. I I didn't think I would ever actually uh, get around to doing this, and uh, it's just really cool to to be talking to these artists and sharing their stories and not documenting, but you know, in a way, documenting their their journeys and the scene and. Just what it's like to be uh, your friendly neighborhood local artist. Uh, I know I've been talking to a lot of musicians in particular, but uh, I'm looking to expand into various avenues, you know, physical physical art and uh, possibly journalism, people behind the scenes uh running gear and uh, audio sessions photographers stuff like that anything you know that is involved in this whole scene which is a very inclusive scene the orlando scene i've come to find is uh very open uh, open-minded to all sorts of uh backgrounds mediums and just inspirations and energies so it's very cool to be meeting people like sonic halls and the amphetamines and 
Zero miles per hour, just to name a few. Uh, can you call a queer alumni off the top of my head? Um, it's very not not meditative. I like the process and everything. It's cool. It gets stressful. I like deadlines, but it's it's just a whole interesting experience. The whole thing from from top to to bottom. Setting up the, the 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 interviews, actually executing them and uh, reliving them through the editing process, because still DIY, still doing everything myself. Anyway, Sonic calls. Check them out. Lemon Zest, latest str- single streaming, <laughs> latest single release uh, available on all streaming platforms. Follow him on Instagram, Facebook. Stay up to date. I know he's gonna start trying to play shows once you know things are are a little bit safer for him and. Uh, just you know with everything rolling out it's it's definitely getting to that point i've been hearing from various artists that weren't really comfortable with uh, starting shows or starting to play shows again rather uh this year and it's it's uh, inspiring encouraging to to see and hear uh uh friends and uh, other fellow artists of the scene getting uh, getting back into the swing of things I've already talked about that you guys have heard that I'm excited we're all excited yeah live music's back baby whoa Sonic Calls this is the 8th episode of Kenya Colloquy I hope you guys have enjoyed the ride so far and I'll see you at the uh, the on the other side. See you on the other side. Enjoy the show. I'm Andrew Kohenka, and this is Can You Colloquy. I'm here with Sonic Halls. Hey, what's up? Uh, I'm going all right. How are you? I'm going all right too. Uh, may we have your full official name, middle and everything? My full official name is Marco Antonio Astorino. I was born November eighth, two thousand one, in Miami. Nice, Miami. Okay, Florida native then. Yeah, but I actually grew up most of my life in Georgia, which is kind of funny. Oh, so you born in Miami, move up to Georgia. Yeah. You spent most of your time there or uh I so I moved to Georgia when I was like three, a little bit after my younger brother was born. And then uh around the time I started high school I moved, you know, around here, Winter Park area. Nice. So you've been here uh ever since then, huh? Winter Park? Or you've been moving around, bouncing? No, I've been I mean a couple different places because we had to have an apartment the first year, but yeah. Cool. So you're fresh out of high school then? I did the math while you were talking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so I'm in my first, or I guess second semester now of college. Nice. How's it going in, in the COVID times? Was it everything you hoped and dreamed it would be college? 
Um, well, I, I don't think anything's as you would hope and dream in COVID times, but uh, <laughs> true, very true. But you know, it's it's going okay. The classes aren't too too hard or anything, so going all right overall. Music theory classes, very cool. What are you going for, by the way? Music production, sound and music technology. Oh. Yeah, you going to Valencia or? Yeah, Valencia. Very cool. Yeah, the the sound production program is really nice. They just built that whole building a few years back, and it's got some top of the line gear in it. So, yeah, I'm so. I'm excited to hopefully get in there. Hopefully next uh, couple semesters, I can actually go in and see everything. Yeah, it's been pretty rough. It's been like mainly mixed mode. Um, wrapping up, you know, my last couple semesters, which is cool. But I'm waiting to take some of the bigger classes, like you said, when all this stuff opens back up because I'm not trying to take a music production course via the interwebs. So, yeah. Right? <laughs> I've already done it through YouTube for the past 10 years. So, we're, yeah. we're, <laughs> we're like, you know, recording revolution and garage band and beyond. That That's my teachers. <laughs> Dope. So, music production. I noticed you do a lot of your own stuff. 10 years you've been recording them. Roughly... Ballpark. I've been I've been figuring it out since then. I I would say the like the first. I started properly trying to record things probably around the time I was like twelve or thirteen. So like, I don't know, eight years, seven years now. Nice. And like I said, starting on GarageBand, and now I work at at Logic. I mean, I produce all my own stuff. Upgrade Logic. GarageBand or Logic, which one? Um, well, I started on GarageBand, but I, I, especially now, they're so close in interface that like, I see no issues. Someone works out of GarageBand or anything. Um, for me, Logic just has a few things that, especially for the style of music I make, um, kind of made it more intuitive for me to use. And it kind of has all the, you know, things that you would usually pay the price of Logic for separately it kind of has in its own interface, which is kind of good. So like, you know, really good drum samples, usable amp simulations, things like, you know, Melodyne and stuff like that, so. How long were you using GarageBand for? Does it hold like a special place in your heart or? Oh yeah, I I really only, I'm, you know, I use GarageBand for most of uh, my music career so far, like I, I only switched to Logic a couple years ago uh, when I was like 16. And like you said, it was pretty much like a snap to pick up. Yeah, it, it wasn't too bad. Obviously, there's some things and I'm still learning about it all the time. But, you know, the interface is because um, I at one point I was in Logic 9. But switching from GarageBand 10 to Logic 10 is like, you know, it's virtually it's visually the, the exact same interface. Yeah, so it makes yeah. it very intuitive to figure out what I'm doing. Yeah, I started on GarageBand myself a few years back. Moved up, got a ripped copy of Logic, learned on that for like about a year or two. Then I went legit, got some Pro Tools. Hate Pro Tools, by the way. Absolutely <laughs> hate Pro Tools. Just want to go on record. It's cool, and I know it's wicked, and I give it a hard time. But Pro Tools is cool, but I hate it. It's a love-hate thing. <laughs> I, I see it as Pro Tools is for engineers, Logic's for 
musicians trying to be engineers. Right. Which is, <laughs> I guess, where I fall. That's a great way of looking at it, yeah. It's just so intuitive. Like, everything is just so plug and play, and, like, it just makes things easy. Like, it feels easy, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. Do you... Um, you still working vanilla? Or are you uh, you always on those plug-in, plug-in sales? You always checking those out? Th- this past year, I I got into the the third party game. Yeah, I got some yeah. of the Isotope stuff, which was really nice. Like I use Ozone from a mastering now, which is really good. Um, as well as some of the Neutron stuff. And just recently, I'm on a trial of it, and I think I'm gonna purchase it. But for guitars, the STL Tone Hub is sick. Um. Oh, mm-hmm. I was just I, you. I just saw you post about it earlier. So, so. right, yeah. And I'm like, yeah, you know, I yeah. got I got some of the producer packs. Like, I'm a John Feldman, Zach Cervini fanboy, and it has like some of the tones from the Link One Eighty Two records, All Time Low records, and stuff. So it's like really sick, and it sounds really good. So, um, you've always been doing your own production. Have you, like, have you collabed with anyone? Have you ever recorded at a studio or, you know, taken it out of the bedroom? Uh, once. Uh, well, collaborations I can get into in a sec, but as far as, you know, my own, uh, projects, I recorded at a, you know, a more not my house studio once. Um, I was at a like a community jam session at, at Goldenrod and essentially I was playing some songs and this guy was like, hey, you want like two hours free at my buddy's studio? It's like, I'll give you this. And it was like this hip hop producer, which is cool. And I, honestly, nowadays, I think I doing the type of music I knew now would probably make more sense. By the time the song was like this acoustic singer songwritery song. Uh, so it, you know, I got a recording out of it and it sounded all right, but it, it I never ended up releasing it because it wasn't quite what I needed and stuff. Did you find that process to be a bit more relaxed, uh, taking a step back from like the producer's role, like the engineer's role, like having to have all of those headaches constantly bouncing around while you're trying to record and create? Yeah, yeah absolutely. It, it, it also opens up a certain amount of collaboration of like agreement because like I I did an interview recently where um, the person who's interviewing me asked me about my creative process and one of the things as the person that does the production and stuff I'm really perfectionist about it so I yeah like this one like bell sound that no one will probably even hear in a song I spend like two hours trying to get that bell sound without the weird overtone that's annoying me so when, you know, in a situation where someone else is kind of forming those sounds and you're just kind of saying how you want them to lay out, it takes off a certain amount of stress, which is cool. Yeah, I've, I've the home recording thing is, it seems lax, right? Like, you have, I'm going to do everything myself at my own pace. And then you boot up Logic or Pro Tools or whatever it is. And you start messing up. And yeah. You start getting headaches. <laughs> yeah. So I've recording in a studio, I've done that once or twice with my with my band. And it's uh 
completely different experience. I I kind of prefer it, but I just there's something about the production that's I you want to be like in control, one. man. Yeah, it it's yeah. Uh, don't like to lose control, I guess. Yeah, you have to have the ability to do though. Like, um, I I've been trying to convince um some friends of mine who have the gear to do it and are starting to mess with it. Like the a band I know is drummer is started posting drum covers, so he got all the mic set up and everything in the eight channel interface. I'm like, you can do recording yourself now, so I think you guys should try it out. Um, and I told them about some of the stuff I was working with, like I just said to you. Did, your, did they take you up on your uh, your advice there, or did they just let the the interface kind of sit there? <laughs> well, like I said, the drummer is doing loads of social media content. Yeah, but yeah. Um, uh, you know, currently they're working with a producer for their album and stuff. So, cool. yeah, who and are the, these to guys? Be fair, shout their producer out. is sick. Yeah, not I should shout him out. Uh, not I didn't want to call K, them out. K, or, or no, not as an N O T. I guess technically it's the Roman numeral four O T. Um, it always confuses me a little bit. Um, but yeah, local guys. I used to be. Do you know who Not is? No, I've, I've I haven't seen them around. Okay, so they're like a, a punk band and stuff. I went to high school with their singer, and we actually had a band together for a little bit. Um, guy named David, love him. And shout out uh, to David. Shout out to David. And uh, yeah, they the band broke up, and he formed this new band and stuff. So and they sound really good. They released a couple singles, Ignorance. I'll I'll promo them. So yeah. Always gotta, always gotta share some blood in the scene. It's, it's all about sharing. Sharing is. Caring, Shout out right? the homies. Right. Shout, Shout out, out the, the homies. homies. To whoever listens to this, you gotta check out all these, uh, these homies. Uh, we're shouting out a lot of homies. You got any more homies to shout out? Um, well, the other guy in that band I was in, False or Travis is his name, but False, check him out. He's a cool guy. I talked to him yesterday, and he's also living life. Um. Dang, uh, Ashley Pacanza. And, you know, there's loads of Florida artists. I'm trying to get more invested in the scene as a whole. Chelsea Garden. It's, it's, yeah, it's hard, especially now during the, the COVID times. I wish we could just pop in at shows and say what's up to people. But uh, it's starting to open back up. Have you seen it? Shows yeah, I saw with M- Montgomery Drive and stuff because uh, I follow them. They're starting to book shows again. Yeah. Exciting, right? Yeah. And it's speaking of that, I'll shout this out. Austin's coffee. Uh yeah. 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 I'm not I'm not sure if anyone else you've talked to so far on this has mentioned it. But it's brutal. Yeah. You know, that was b- shortly before lockdown happened, like literally two weeks before. That was my first show as I guess Sonic Halls technically I was Halls at the time. With a but, Z. With a Z. With a Z. Hell yeah. Yeah. Um, made it so much harder to find me for anyone. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, you know, and I botched the show. Like, only two people came or whatever, and I was it's, nervous or whatever. But happened. it's such an important, it feels like such an important step for, like, this local scene. It's like that, since it's so accessible... You know, I just emailed the guy and say, hey, can I play a show? And he's like, yeah, you have this show. Um, and it since it's so accessible, it but at the same time feels very 
invested in the community, it's an important s stepping stone, I think. And I, I think it would be really sad to lose, lose it. Yeah. And it's like yeah, a nice honestly, place they, they too. They support, they support like artists of all uh, mediums. I mean, music are like, you know, like visual media, stuff like that. Um, poetry. I know they do stand-up nights. They used to. It's crazy. Austin's Coffee. Like when I saw that post, I almost, I legitimately almost started crying. Not gonna lie. It was one of my first shows too. Uh, Austin's Coffee open mic. Yeah, it was like, and you know, the times I've gone there, it's like the people that work there are so nice and like the people that go there, it's like you get to recognize faces, which is cool. Yeah, like it's yeah. it's that sitcom where like, oh hey buddy, you're here again. Nice to see you. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And yes. Yeah. yeah. Um. I. I. It's crazy to like to think about losing a venue like that, or even just like a cultural thing. Like even if it wasn't, you know, Orlando music scene related. You know, it's just stuff like that happens all the time. Austin's Coffee is just one of a lot of travesties. Um. Hopefully it stays up. I see it's getting like actual news coverage now, which is really good. Oh yeah, like Wesh Two is gonna do some stuff on it, I guess. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, yeah. no one wants to see it go, and they really messed up on this one. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> for real. Like like seventy people at that think? town hall Dang. meeting or whatever. I, I didn't I, get to I, go in, but I didn't see it or hear it. I know someone who was listening in on it, but I didn't get a chance. Yeah, it's crazy. Hope you don't lose it. I'm going to do my part. Um, been crazy video editing and uh, photo editing and making sure this stuff is running and all that stuff. So it's been crazy. And like we talked about school, um, time management, by the way. How are you and your time management? How do you fare in that, that whole, getting, whole scary area? <laughs> <laughs> getting better, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I have I need to get better at waking up early. I know that's such like the teen boy answer, but like yeah, yeah. I need to wake up earlier. But I think overall in terms of the the thing I need to find more time for is like promotion, like social media, that kind of thing. Cause I get so wrapped up in school and then recording that I forget to promote the music that's out. <laughs> um so that that's I gotta be better at that. But I, I think I I I mean, I'm not missing assignments in classes. That's good. And That's good. getting songs in on the deadlines where I'm trying to get them in. So. Well, you can't go wrong there. I mean, I, I you're doing good on paper. It always feels like time management. I, re I thought I was good at it. It's one of those things that you think you're good at. You think you're good at and then shit hits the fam and you're not good at it. And you oh, find I should out ask. the hard way. <laughs> can I swear on here? If you can. It's I'll if anything I'll censor it. If not, then whatever. I if it comes to mind, you know, if it comes to mind, poop. You can go a little. You can go a little bit more graphic than that. Butts. <laughs> That's not allowed. I should have been more specific. Sorry. The scope, the scope is like here, right? You you took the scope out to back here. I apologize. Marco is over party on Twitter. We talk butts around here. We talk a lot of butts. Yeah, we're talking butts right talk now. Talk a lot of butts. This <laughs> this is like you know, a conversation I'd have on Omegle. <laughs> on Omegle. Oh, is it Omegle? 
It is Omegle. I, I, I just always pronounce it Omegle because I'm weird. Oh, um, wow. I've never heard it like that. Yeah, I don't know. The E placement just makes it seem like that to me. What about the Megalodon? Would you call it like a Megalodon or, you know? Uh, fair point. Megan, <laughs> maybe it should be Omegle. Megan. Drinking I'm just I'm saying. Vegan. If you want to talk Omegle, we could talk Omegle. Oh, I, I, I used Omegle, to go on. Boy. Omegle is the. Do you ever. Do you used to spend long, long nights on Omegle as a kid? So actually, that is one of my main sources of promo going back to that for a sec. No way. I like. That's gorillas. That's so ground. That's so underground, bro. That's hardcore stuff. Yeah, I. Like, I just remember seeing, like, I don't even remember. So there's some YouTubers I watched that would go on it for, like, radio shows and stuff. And I was like, oh, this thing. Like, the chat roulette, whatever it's called thing. Yeah. And I was like, okay, I want to try this. It was Halloween. I was wearing some spooky makeup, as you do on Halloween. I was like, okay, let me just go on here, sing some Shawn Mendes songs for people. And then, oh, my computer went down. Can you hear me still? I can hear you. Okay, that was can, weird. Can you hear me? Did you? Was there a glitch in the matrix? Possibly. My computer like slept, and I don't know what happened. I guess because I wasn't moving my mouse. Um, Stupid yeah. computers. Yeah, MacBook Pro, man. That's how it is. <laughs> I'm trying to upgrade. Yeah, but I I went on. I would sing songs to people, and then you know. At the end, I'd be like, hey, I got some other stuff on, like, at the time, it was just SoundCloud. And so, like, hey, if you want to check out this song I released, here's my Instagram and all that kind of stuff. And I, I gained a couple hundred followers, which was good. Um, Off Omegle? Yeah. That's crazy. When, when you're on there for, like, three hours, you find some people. Yeah. Also, a lot, no of artist. No artist. a lot of penises. A lot of penises. A lot of penises. But um, yeah, it's gotten yeah. better. I'll say past few times I've been on there, not as many. The penis to follower ratio, how's it looking? Is it is it looking good? It's it's looking better. It's looking better. It's better. Do any of the penises end up following you, or is it just the people that don't show their penises? I've actually uh, not not any penises, but every once in a while you'll get that thing of like the still image of like say, come to my website and I'm live streaming, you know, a <laughs> explicit image. And yeah. sometimes I use those yeah. as tuning stops just because I need yeah. time to tune. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. Um, Love it. I miss it. I need to get back on it. And you have inspired me. So. I hold I hold no accountability for what you see. I'm going to see a lot of messed up stuff. And it's going to keep me up late at night. And I'm going to blame it all on you, sir. So. Influences. Yes. Back to List music. them List. off. I'm hearing, I'm getting all sorts of stuff from you. I'm getting 1975. I'm getting some car seat headrests, especially now that you have mentioned you've been recording since you were like a wee lad. Car seat headrest. Shout out. Shout out. I need to listen to them. And a little bit them. of Pale Waves. Pale Waves is essentially just like the female 1975 for me. I don't know how I found so that. So is that telling me you're getting that off Pretty Boy maybe? You, you went in. Yeah, I went in. I went back. I saw the I saw the year old posts, and I, I I went back. Back when it was halls with a Z, right? Oh boy, yes. 
yeah, so f- for me, influences, well, like, the first songs, when I started playing guitar, I started playing when I was, like, 11. And the first yeah. riff I learned was yeah. What Makes You Beautiful by One Direction. Um, hey, shout out. As well as their first two albums in completion, deluxe tracks and all. Whoa. Yeah, Whoa. I, I was an I was an intense fan. <laughs> Could we get you to play their their whole two albums right now? Could you do it if we asked you? I think I can hear the fans. I think I can hear them. I don't have my guitar, but I have an an electric in there. Can you seriously play all two albums though? Can you still do it? For the most part, I think I probably could. Maybe a wow. couple tracks I'd be missing wow. here and there. N- not like the finger pick stuff. Like I probably couldn't play Summer Love very well. But, you know, anything other than like the acoustic finger pick stuff, I could probably do for you. Absolute stan over here. I'm going to bow down to uh, a number one fan real quick. Yeah, <laughs> My explore pages, all them. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> 100% One Direction. 100%. Harry, Louis, Zane, all them. But, uh, yeah, but for real, One Direction actually had a huge influence on me. And that kind of era of pop music, the kind of electro-pop-inspired, you know, music that was happening then. Um, I'm a huge pop-punk fan, so especially, you'll probably hear that more in songs to come. But, you know, I first, from One Direction, I got into Five Seconds of Summer. And from Five Seconds of Summer, they showed me bands like All Time Low, Blink-182, or... Um, all American rejects, boys like girls, um, the good stuff, the good stuff, and then all over the place from there. The 1975 are, are a big one, especially melodically. I love oh, a lot yeah, of their yeah. music, and and bands like electric pop acts like say Ready Set um, or Only Child as he is now, or Richie Arthur and his several projects, whether that be States of Capitals, Pay. Or I think he's cooking up something new now, but that that type of production really, um, I take that in a lot when I'm producing synth parts. So like the sparkle parts, I call it, you know, the glitter and in, yeah, in yeah. a given song. And then I love kind of genre bending acts like Water Parks or Young Blood, that kind of thing. So. Do you have a particular like memory or anything like a, a crazy concert that you went to when you were like eight years old that you were just like, I'm going to get garage band and start making music. Do you have that sort of like burst of inspiration from anyone or no? Dude, when I was eight, I saw Sesame Street live and I saw Bert and Ernie playing the tunes. That's I was like, let's up. make some oh. music. No, but <laughs> but for real. I, I talk about this uh, quite a lot recently, but a moment that I remember is right after seeing, there's a lot, but after seeing Camp Rock, I always knew I wanted to be a musician and stuff. And so I saw Camp Rock and, you know, they play, the Jonas Brothers played, you know, play my music. I was like, whoa, they're jumping and playing guitar at the same time. That's so cool. <laughs> and I was like, okay, now I know I want to play shows. Right after that aired, the music video for Hold On came on. You know the song we're talking about? The one where they're in a really windy house. No. It's gonna be real. But if you look up the Jonas Brothers, look up Hold On. Underrated song. But <laughs> Underrated. I, right. I, I saw it and I was like, 
I want to sing in a windy house like Joe Jonas. I need to do this now. And from then, you know, my dad would let me go on the Mac and try to make songs and stuff. And then, you know, write some very not great songs when I was nine year old, nine years old. And then around the time, like I said, when I was 12, 13, I started getting into Five Seconds of Summer, which as weird as it may sound, since they, you know, as opposed to One Direction or Bieber or whatever I was listening to before, since they were more of like a traditional band and format, it was much easier for me to pick apart the different parts they were playing and then start producing and composing. So, you know, mm -hmm. I would make covers of their songs and then start to form my own. That's pretty interesting. I saw that you had been posting a lot of covers before you released any new music as Halls with a Z. Um, so when, how long were you doing covers and stuff since, since I guess the beginning, but um, when did you start end up like, when did you make that decision to finally start seriously writing your own stuff, you know, and were pleased with the results? Um, in, I'd say in 2015, under my actual name, I released an EP called, you can't find it anymore. I, I may okay. send you an unlisted YouTube link to one of the songs later. Um, but uh, I released an EP I made completely on GarageBand called No More, an EP and single. And that was like the first time I was like, oh, I'm producing the music. I'm writing the music. I'm doing this all. It sounded shit but <laughs> the, the songwriting wasn't horrible but it was like you know i just didn't know how anything worked yeah, so it yeah. didn't sound good but i produced it all and i released it in middle school and you know i had my friends who would like it leave reviews and stuff and uh try playing some shows but due to th this can be a topic we get into in a sec but Due to a lot of health issues, I, you know, I've kind of been on and off in my activity. Mm -hmm. So I played a couple open mics here and there. And then from there, I just kept writing songs. And then 2020 was like, okay, well, in 2018, I was in that band I was talking about. We were called Untaken. Yeah, yeah. Released a song that I had written called Posies. We played a show at a library. Pretty punk rock. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Breaking all of the rules. <laughs> yeah. Um, shout out Melrose Center. And then... Did you have drums in there? Were there drums in a library? Oh my god, no. We were offered <laughs> them, but here's the thing. We couldn't find a drummer to save our lives. They're hard. They're hard to Right. So, like, in the recordings and stuff, I would play the drums. And, you know, that worked out fine. But when we were live, it was like, crap, we need a drummer. Okay. So we auditioned like three people and, you know, one just didn't really know how to play drums that well. One said he was moving, but he never moved, but we thought he was moving, so he didn't play with us. Yeah, one, yeah. we just didn't really get along with, but he was actually a pretty good drummer. And so we just, I recorded drum tracks and we had them on playback. You know, I had to record the count in like, and it worked. We've all been there. The gig yeah, wasn't bad. Mm -hmm. And this was at the Melrose Center, you said? Yeah crazy <laughs> yeah but we released the song and played a show and then we broke up directly after the show and what caused that might i ask 
Um, well, I kind of knew we were breaking up before, but it was a, a long story short. The other two guys went on to make what would become not. Oh, yeah. It wasn't anything drama, or whatever. But you know, I wanted to make slightly popular music. They wanted to make punkier music. Yeah. Um, yeah. and eventually, you know, Travis, uh, who was our guitarist, now false split off and started doing false stuff. But, um, yeah. It's cool. We all support each other. <laughs> yeah. Um, I ran into the same issue with like my first high school band. I was in a pop rock band and I had just discovered the Pixies. That's right. I was getting into the Pixies. I was getting into stuff like the Smiths. Wanted to get a little bit harder. Didn't didn't really fly so well. Cause I was odd man out. I joined a little late. I was not in on the ground floor, so that singer was like Get the hell out of here with those crazy satanic ideas. Yeah. And I was like, <laughs> All right, I'll go play Sex Pistols in my room by myself then, you know. It, it wasn't quite that dramatic for us, but it's it, something like that. But I guess the other way around for me, because in, in this case, I was more the odd man out. Yeah. Travis and I, I share I, similar influences, but uh, David and I, we were kind of heads of the band, just kind of had different places we wanted to go musically. Yeah, it's when you're listening to like five minutes of solid noise off of a Sonic Youth album released in like '87. They don't want to. They don't want to hang out with you so much when they when they're listening to Ed Sheeran. You know, it's it's a bit of a, a I guess a cultural gap. I don't know how to describe it, but there was a bit of drama. I I could I could proudly say I've been in some band drama. I got kicked out of the band. Uh, oh, the drama. There was a whole you, story. Yeah, were you yeah, subtweeting each other? <laughs> no, no, no. no. <laughs> nothing, nothing too crazy, but it was... We were just teenage boys being teenage boys. We all had egos. Uh, you develop. You develop and you learn how to work better with others, so... Have you worked with anybody else, by the way? I know we touched on like collaborating, but we never really uh, went into it. Have you worked with any other the like local Central Florida um, musicians around here or acts? Have you featured on anything? I, I've yet to feature on anything, but um, I did co-write. Um, Nico Ooh, the First, right? Nico the First has a song on SoundCloud called V12, which I. I co-wrote with him, and I also produced the track. It's a very rough demo we put together. Um, but, you know, it's kind of this rock-rap fusion that we were really excited about at the time. Um, I've I've written some with Ashley Bacanza as well, though I don't think she's released the song. Um, yeah. that And, you know, always trying to put together different collaborations with people. Um like uh, Blaine from Chelsea Garden and I were meant to do some collaboration, but it, it kind of fell through just because of scheduling. I, I want to say I, we were supposed to play a show with them literally right before COVID shut everything down. And Yeah, I've heard of them. I figured maybe you would have been uh, collabing with people like Headband or even Charlene Joan. Uh, they've got kind of like the same vibe, acoustic-y, poppy. They could play some electric guitar. So you'd fit right in the pocket. I just uh, I was curious to see if maybe you had linked up with anyone yet, um, since you'd been trying to focus more on like getting into the scene and stuff. Yeah, um, I have been. I will say I've been trying to uh, do a little bit of a video collaboration with Amani 
from Not, their drummer. Mm-hmm. We're, we're going to do, uh, we're trying to do a little something with Say Your Name, which should be fun. Very cool. You're going to shoot like a little music video or something? Yeah, just like a little performance thing. Nothing big. I mean, it's meant to be like yeah, a 30 yeah. second thing where he puts his insane drumming on it. And I'm really yeah, excited yeah. for it. Blast beats and everything, the whole lot. He, he is honestly one of the best. I would call him the best drummer in Florida. Oh, yeah? Okay. All right. Oh, shit. Amani Drums, plug. Amani Drums. Amani Drums. Check it out. The best Florida drummer. He got comments from Travis Barker and the drummer from A Day to Remember that I can't even remember his name. That's crazy. Day to Remember. Aren't they, like, from Florida? Yeah. They're from, I want to say Jacksonville, but I think I'm wrong with that. Everything good comes out of Jacksonville. There's been called know. Palm Trees and Powerlines I like from Jacksonville. Oh, yeah? They broke up I, now. I, <laughs> I hate when a good band breaks up. It's so sad. No more yeah. music. Their, their, uh, their singer actually auditioned for Makeout, I remember. Uh, which is a band. They're like a pop punk band that got kind of big. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and, but, you know, it, it didn't end up in the band, but it was like, oh, wait, I remember you from that other band. Uh, yeah, I, I I went through a bit of a pop punk phase and that was Green Day's Dookie and then Green Day's American Idiot. Never really made the jump into Blink-182. I heard kids bumping it like at high school and stuff like that, but nothing like... The untitled like, record. Top five records of all, of time, all time. time. Of all time? Yeah. You have a list? Do you have a list prepared for us? Can you hook us up? Oh, Top I should five? have said it now. <laughs> In you terms of... <laughs> Sorry. No, 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 no. I'm waiting. I'm waiting right now. In no particular order. For me, personally, just things that influenced me a lot. I won't say, yeah, oh, it's yeah. the best record of all time, because even some of the albums I'm going to say are not what is what I think the best album from this artist is. But Take Me Home by One Direction. It's their second album. It's got hella clean production, great songs all around. Every song in that album was good enough to be a single. Uh, Untitled Record, Blink-182. Was divisive when it came out. But I think the defining album for them, and also I just think it's such a really well put together, cohesive album. You got the pop punk thing, you got the post hardcore influences, emo influences. So it's really sick. Sounds good, feels good. Five seconds of summer. Kind of what was my proper gateway into like actual pop punk, pop punk. Um, Because, you know, their first album was more poppy or whatever. And it was like, oh, they're just a boy band. But that. And not album, but EP. Uh, V1 by The Ready Set. Um, I mentioned him before. Jordan is amazing, and I love him with all my heart. Uh, mm-hmm. Just really nice songs. That's all I can say about it. Really just nice songs. Stuff. Just good stuff. And then, I don't know about a fifth one. I don't know. Fandom by Waterparks. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Once again, a really good cohesive piece of work, but so varied. Like Mm -hmm. like I said, I love how they are, you know, they go from a hard rock track to a hip hop track in one song. 
And that's kind of what I want to emulate. So more recent, but yeah. You ever listen to the recordings of a little band called Limp Biscuit? I I have a little bit. New metal was never really my thing. But No. Yeah, but I, I appreciate it. It's it was certainly uh, a step. Yeah. I'm not gonna say in what direction because I don't know what step it took us in. Or what direction, but you know. You know that people are calling that a new punk. Some people are calling like the the rappers that are going pop punk. Like new punk? Right. Like I guess the Machine Gun Kelly or Ian Dior thing. I I had heard it. So I was like, okay, that's kind of interesting. In my eyes, that's just a pop punk song. But yeah. Yeah, I heard a little bit of a theory that uh, like trap is kind of like the new punk. It's it's like the the cultural, like the cultural up yours to to all the old heads. It's nothing like classic hip hop, but it's still hip hop, and it, it pisses all the old people off. So it's it checks the list of punk down to the last box. Gatekeeping is so <laughs> bad because a lot of people like I know that that's not, that what you just said is kind of a controversial thing, but I totally agree with you in yeah, that. Yeah. In that sense of, you know, hip hop in general is always kind of like a a counter movement in itself. So I kind of classify it in there. Yeah, but yeah. Um, especially it even within that type of thing, people are trying to say, wait, you're ah, my thing closed again. <laughs> you're saying that, wait, your music doesn't have guitars. That's not punk. You, you're you don't have uh, total political songs and sometimes sing about relationships. That's not punk. It's like the whole point of punk or alternative, whatever you want to call it, is going against what is the norm, even if it's own, if it's what's the norm within its own thing. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I don't know. Gatekeeping stupid. <laughs> yeah, gatekeeping is stupid. Screw all the gatekeepers. It, punk really is like it's more of an aesthetic it's more of an approach it's an emotional thing it's uh it's an idea it's it's a culture it's not so much a genre of music with like you said like it's gotta have this it's gotta have that no it's kind of just gotta have the vibe and if it fits the vibe it's punk you know right and you know i, any, I don't really be punk yeah you know? i don't necessarily like class myself class myself and like oh a uh, punk whatever because I don't know where I stand with any of that stuff, man. I just make music. <laughs> so it's like, I don't know. People be happy with what you do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's the That's... PSA from Sonic Calls. <laughs> people be yeah, happy. Yeah. Do the damn thing. Some people just can't be happy. I think I'm, I'm convinced that some people just cannot be happy. It's a very real thing. They will self-sabotage. They'll sabotage you. Whatever it takes to be unhappy, they'll do it. Even if being happy is easier. Even if being unhappy takes that much more effort, they'll do it. I. It's We've we've all been there, by the way. You, we go through funks. Don't pretend like pretend you don't like go through Yeah, funks. dude, I have clinical depression, and I don't mean to hide it. Yeah. That demo I was talking about is a song I wrote about when I was 15 about suicidal tendencies Mm -hmm. that got darker than i expected but that's what it is (laughs) and music's like a good channeling for that honestly like it's 
And you didn't mean for it to get that dark, but it's just what came out. That's what happened when you channeled. You needed to get it out, you know? That's kind of always been my perspective with music. It's kind of like an energy thing. It's kind of like a, like a primal, instinctual release kind of thing. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so do you have plans to play live now that things are opening back up? I'm excited for the new music. I'm excited to hear what what you've got coming in or coming out rather uh do you are you trying to get back in eventually so due to you know i live with my grandmother i have a lot of health issues that we could talk about in a sec but essentially right now i don't feel comfortable playing but eventually of course uh you know i was gonna start playing shows like you said i was actually gonna play a show with chelsea garden as well uh, <laughs> uh, uh, we were meant to play Austin's Coffee, funnily enough, bringing it full circle. But oh my god, yeah. But essentially, right now, I just don't feel safe doing it without you know. My grandmother got both her shots, which is good, and my parents are going in to get their second shot, uh, in the next few weeks, and hopefully, I'll get vaccinated. Then my little brother and all that kind of stuff. But it's just not the time yet. Hopefully soon, but not yet. It's not in the not in the cards for the near future, huh? I know who I'm playing with, though. Like oh, yeah? not you bands, but huh? but I got some some musicians that'll help me out. Since obviously I'm only one person, I, and I I like to have some some backup support live. I want to make it a fun rock show. Yeah, you can play every instrument, but you can't play them at the same time. So there you go. <laughs> it's hard. Um. So what's been holding you back, if you don't mind my asking? In what regard? Of to live? playing live. Well, what are your concerns and stuff? Do you have are you prone to like a weak immune system or Essentially it's medical luck, I'll call it. Medical <laughs> luck. Um, put it this way. I've been in and out of music scenes because of condition that I don't know what it is there are other conditions that I got fixed that have made things much easier for me to play but uh, and now I can kind of consistently at least release music but um, put it this way past since I've lived in Florida I've I've had three major surgeries and I've only been here about five years yeah that's insane I could like honestly like I can only imagine like the toll it takes on your body. I I've no people personally like my mom going through cancer, uh, my girlfriend's brother having multiple open heart surgeries. It's a very intense thing, and uh, to open up about it, it's 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 hard. Um, so yeah, I, I'm I'm pretty open <laughs> book about it because it's it's just kind of part of my life, and I don't mean that in a depressing sense of like part of my life will be i'm just saying like that is a thing that happened in my life yeah yeah um and i will say um i i want to tell a funny story because i don't want it to be too sad but a couple years ago i had i said i had three surgeries one was a result of the other so wow uh, yeah i had a thing called mouths which it's a complicated thing but essentially, I had, you know what ligaments are? I had mm-hmm. ligaments that were pulling my diaphragm too far down. So it hurt to literally do anything. 
And like, Mm -hmm. you know, especially things that involve your diaphragm a lot, like singing. Singing. So, (laughs) right. So like, this is around the time I was in that band I was talking about. We would have to (laughs) like stop practices because I like couldn't take it anymore. Um, But I got the surgery to fix it and I got the ligaments disconnected. But then because we went to a kind of dog shit hospital, <laughs> there's only like one surgeon. No, I don't want to say dog shit. It's just old. But no, uh, you can say dog shit. There's dog shit hospitals out there. <laughs> you hear horror stories all the time. Yeah, but essentially there's only <laughs> one surgeon who is amazing. This is yeah, nothing yeah. on the surgeon. He is amazing. But uh, that can like do this surgery properly in the country. So we had to go to Connecticut. And we had a choice between two hospitals. One was like newer, more pediatric and all that kind of stuff. And then the second was older, but it was closer to where we were staying. We decided, uh, a little bit older, whatever. Go to the one closer. I have the surgery. And, you know, I'm recovering great for like four days. And that's because they have me on that IV drip. Yeah. So I don't feel anything. The day they decide to take it out, I was like, okay, I'm probably going to feel kind of bad for a couple days. Withdrawals. It's fine. I wake up. My Luckily, my parents were trading off who was staying with me. It was my dad that night. Uh, <laughs> I wake up at 1 a.m. I, like, literally can't breathe. It hurts to breathe. Yeah. yeah. I got an infection from, and that had collapsed my, my lung. <laughs> No yeah. way. Yeah. What? And we didn't know what it was for like three days. So, you know, they had me back on the drip or whatever. So I wasn't in pain. Uh-huh. But I got like tachycardia. Like my heart rate went up to like 170 sleeping. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> That's insane. This is all to say because of all this stuff. And, you know, I had to get a second surgery and stuff and more scars, mm-hmm. whatever. Because of, of all of this, painkillers, right? As you do. <laughs> now, the funny thing about painkillers is that sometimes they can make you see hallucinations. <laughs> oh, um, yeah. And I want to preface this. This is not an advocation. If you have problems, get help. Get help. It's a very serious thing. But one night we were back at it was after i was home from the hospital i had to wait a couple days because i had like staples or whatever and very badass by the way anybody who gets staples in them no that's kid with an kid kid with an emo fringe and black nails and and then he's got badass staples but um yeah but i was the office was on tv right yeah and i was watching the office all day then I go to bed. I was in a bed and my parents were in the bed, you know, across the room. I start having a dream. I thought I was dreaming where, you know, the episode of The Office where it's like uh, them in the car and they're trying to like prank Jim's ex-girlfriend. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so that episode had been on TV. And I... <laughs> Jim is in the the passenger seat saying, wait, someone made me a fake dating account. Um, And wait, Michael, did you make me a fake dating account? Michael, who is behind the center console, like 
All I can say <laughs> is that it wasn't me. I was like, okay, then it must have been Dwight. If it's Dwight, I'll let it slide because I pranked him many times. And <laughs> we get back to the office and Dwim, uh, Jim faces up to Dwight and goes, I know what you did. Just know next time I'm going nuclear. Now, I thought this just as a weird dream. I come to find out like three weeks later after we got home that I was speaking as Jim the whole time. <laughs> Michael behind the center console was my mom behind my dad. <laughs> and I guess that would have made my dad Dwight, but he didn't say anything. So I don't know. So <laughs> that's insane. <laughs> yeah. Sorry for the change, but I, I thought that would be a funny story. No, I mean, you had a lucid dream where you were Jim Halpert. Yeah. Talking to I'm not your even mom, sure if I'd call it. <laughs> I'm not Michael even sure Scott. I'd call it lucid, but it was just, I don't know. And I felt so weird after I found out it wasn't necessarily a dream. Yeah. yeah. I was like, wait, okay. Yeah. And then I stopped taking the painkillers. <laughs> and how was that process? I mean, withdrawals felt kind of bad a little bit. And then, you know, just kind of dealing with recovery after yeah, the yeah. surgeries. Going back to the serious bit, it was a you know long process. Yeah. Well, you've come a long way. We have come a long way. Um, you are working on new music, correct? You've got uh, an album ready to go or almost ready to go, rather. Right. I'm working on an EP that'll hopefully be out towards the end of this year. Aside from that, I've got more singles. I can actually, I'll say this for your podcast, the news may be out by the time this comes out, but um, essentially my next single is going to be a song called Lemon Zest. Uh, yeah. All I feel comfortable saying here is that if you remember Say Your Name or Pretty Boy or even Perfect Insomniac or anything, it is nothing like them. <laughs> Oh, oh, it is a big departure. Um, get ready to mosh. Oh, okay. So the blast beats, you're bringing them in. <laughs> Bre- I, I could say breakdowns. <laughs> okay, halftime breakdown. Emotionally. Right on time. <laughs> well, I must say that I'm excited. I I uh, went into your music not really knowing what to expect. I was kind of uh, a little blown away. I haven't heard anything like that really come out of the Orlando scene. I'm, I run with the punks, hang out with the the bad boys and bad bad girls, all of them out there. We hang out, we do bad stuff because we're punks. I should say your band is good as well. Oh, yeah, you checked us out, huh? I checked you out a little bit. It was good. It was oh, good. so you did your own, your own little bit of homework. I gotta, I gotta, man. Gotta know who you're talking to, I guess. Mostly because I, I was scared that if I came on here, it was like, I you'd say, yeah, we're in a band too. I was like, oh, yeah, cool. And you would say, well, yeah, you, oh, you've heard of us? What's your favorite song? Oh, dude. Oh, no, dude. I never asked that. I'd never do that to you. I'd never do that to you, buddy. Put you on the spot like that. Oh, you listen to me, huh? Well, well, what's your favorite song, huh? huh did you, I know all of them. <laughs> I can't remember all the names, but I like the ones I heard. Well, that's good. That's all that matters. I'm the same way. I'm the worst with song titles. I know song albums. I know artists. But outside of like maybe 60 song titles, 
Yeah, you lost me, kid. I I don't know. Can't keep up. But um, I must say, I'm like I said, I'm looking forward to hearing the new me stuff, especially if it's taking a complete different uh, tonal shift. And I want to see you pull it off live. I want to see how you uh, oh, perform. Yeah, I'm so, so excited. Th- this song that's going to come out, Lemon Zest, is going to be... I am so excited to play it live. It's going to be so fun. Well, we are all excited too. I'm not afraid to speak on behalf of the listeners and viewers. Um, until that day, though, uh, I must say goodbye. And I will bid you farewell. Sonic Halls. Check him out. He's got some crazy stuff. Like I said, pretty unique sound coming out of the Orlando scene. So with that, you are... Sonic Halls, goodbye. (laughs) And we're back, as promised. I'll never break a promise. You guys should know me by now. I said I'd be at the... I said I'd be... I'd, I'd meet you on the other side, and here I am. I'm back. Did you make it? Well, I guess if you're listening to this, you made it. But at the time of recording this, I don't know. Hope you guys liked it. I hope you guys find this as much fun as I do. I hope uh, you get as much out of it as I do. It's really cool to talk to these people, these artists, and uh, just not figure them out. I'm not trying to not trying to break anyone down, any psyches. No. <laughs> of course not. Episode 8, <laughs> Sonic Calls. Uh, this has been Kenya Colloquy. I really do hope you guys like this. I, I do it for you. I do it for me. I do it for for the artists, for them to to get out there, for them to share their story, to to talk to talk about the journey they've been on. It's not always appreciated either. <laughs> someone's got to someone's got to share the story. Anyway, uh this has been uh this has been a fun episode. First uh Zoom episode. Pardon some of the the technical glitches. There weren't too many, but I'm you know, I just I, it was my first time doing a, a completely virtual interview, so I, I hope you could bear with me. Bear with Sonic Calls. We need your love. <laughs> Check them out. Lemon Zest, most recent single release on all streaming platforms, available on all streaming platforms. Just released earlier this year, very early April. So go check it out. Follow him on Instagram, Facebook. Uh, share your love. Go go tell him what you think. Check out those bangers. Certifiable. Yeah, that's 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 been the show. It's been a long week. Been a long couple of weeks. But uh, here it is, or here it was. Is no, I'd say that at the beginning. Here it was. There it was. There it goes. That's grammar. You guys are great. Thanks for putting up with this bullshit. Love you guys. Bye. Shit. Love you guys. Bye.